All right, everybody, welcome to our very first episode of the Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Solomon Timothy. Uh, and I'm Taylor Rowe. We are very excited to connect with growth marketers all across the world, and I've been in this space for over a decade. First as an agency, and, and we built our own platform, and I promise you'll learn a lot about me in this podcast. Taylor, tell everyone about this podcast and who it's for and you know what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, we are a, a full-service digital marketing agency, so... For the last you know, 13, 14 years, we've had a lot of different conversations with marketers and entrepreneurs and, and CEOs. And so we wanted to make this podcast to dive deeper into a lot of these different subjects and topics that we're talking about every day anyway. And we wanted to bring guests on and, and interview them and kind of learn what different tricks and techniques people are using in other industries. So it's really just a, a place for growth marketers to come together. You know, we consider ourselves as marketers and experts in the field. We want to share some of that knowledge, but really we want to learn. So I think this is sort of an exercise that, that we've created so that we can sit down on a, a weekly basis and come up with some great content and great ideas. What we're going to do sort of initially is look at the, the current state of marketing, go over a high level overview of what digital marketing is today, what's going on. And then over the next you know, few weeks and months, we're going to dive deeper into each of these different aspects of marketing and each of these different channels in individual episodes. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, our world is changing so fast. I mean, there's been more change in the last 12 months than and there have been in the last 12 years, right? So as new mediums, new tools, new platforms come about, there's so much change. And I absolutely think that this is going to be an overview episode and then we're going to dig uh, deeper into it. Taylor, you work with businesses every day and you're helping them solve problems, marketing problems. How can marketers and business owners who are feeling overwhelmed get a grasp over this ever-evolving landscape? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you make a great point that, you know, in the recent 12 months or so, marketing has changed or in the last five years, I mean, Agreed. it's really transformed. So but ultimately, I think the same tactics or the same sort of marketing ideals held true from the beginning. You know, there's really three main things that, that marketing is supposed to do. Uh, and the way that I always look at it is, you know, we're either capturing demand that's out there, meaning we have an existing product or service in the market and, and people know about it, they're aware of it, uh, and they're searching for it, right? You sell shoes, people are looking for, you know, shoes. You might even sell Nike shoes, they're looking for the exact Mm -hmm. type of shoe. They already know the name of it, the model, whatever you want to call it, and they're searching for it. So we're just out there capturing demand and letting people know that, hey, you're looking for this item or service. We can offer it. We can provide it to you. And here's why we have the value. Um, the other thing that you can do is create demand, right? So people don't know about you or people don't know about your service, your product, right. your offering, and you need to disrupt the market and, and create some demand for that. Uh, and the third thing that, that marketing is really supposed to do, and a lot of times is you know, missed or people don't kind of miscategorized, uh, right. I think is sort of nurturing your contacts, uh, whether they're contacts or not, right? Traditionally, you know, you learned in, in marketing class, right, that it takes seven or eight touches before somebody makes a, a purchasing right. decision or makes that purchase. Mm -hmm. We still need to do the same thing from a digital perspective. And so whether they're a contact or not, just nurturing them, even with existing customers, and we'll talk about some of those tactics as well. I think it's marketing's job as well to be in line with the overall sales process and continue to nurture them. So I think those three main ideals sort of capture, create, and, and nurture still hold true. It's just the way that we 
disseminate that information today has really changed and the vehicles have changed, the channels have changed. So that's really what, what we want to focus on. Sure. Uh, and we want to talk about a couple of those different ideas. Right. So, let's dive a little deeper yeah. into capturing demand, like for our audience, like, you know, we do this every single day. So we get it. Like, how can we describe that to a person who's new? We've never kind of saw digital marketing that way. How do you describe that? Yeah. So digitally, I mean, the most obvious one would be through Google, right? Sure. That's what people do. It's literally, you know, become a verb, right? People are, are Googling something. So that's the easiest way, or I guess the most straightforward way that you can kind of comprehend. Within Google, there's a few different options. And again, this is changing every single day. If you've ever typed on your phone or onto the web browser, you search for something, the actual SERP or the search engine result page is right. completely different. Sometimes there's videos, sometimes there's images, sometimes there's shopping ads, sometimes there's uh, organic results, there's a local map if you're looking for a restaurant. But ultimately, there's only two different options within Google. Uh, it's either showing up organically, meaning you're you're optimizing whatever content and whatever format that you have to show up, or it's a pay-to-play space, right? I think Google made 90 percent or 85 percent right. of their, um, their, the revenue. their revenue from ads last year. So all the other things that they're doing, uh, they make their money from ads. So you're going to continue to see more and more ads show up there for people that are trying to capture the demand. And people wouldn't be investing there if it, if it didn't work. So right. I think it's a great way to capture that demand. Obviously, there are other channels that people do search on. YouTube, Amazon, um, there's specific directories for different industries, depending on what you're selling. Uh, there's other platforms. I mean, you have you know, Pinterest and right. social platforms. and Even the App Store. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a huge market. I mean, whatever you're selling or whatever, yeah, whatever you're selling, if it's a product or service, um, there is a platform most likely that people are searching for either what you have to offer or some sort of alternative because they don't know what you right. have to offer exists. Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads. You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified, or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone, all right? Businesses go through this when there is a lack of strategy sometimes, uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation, or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms. Talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at OneIMS, and especially with this podcast, is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right, so thank you for listening and let's get back to our topic for the day. And so that's kind of the next step, right, is the creating demand. So, Sam, do you want to talk a little bit about tactics, techniques that we use or other companies use to actually create demand? Right. So, I mean, if you want to create demand, you got to get out there. So could it be display ads? You know, you need to be where they are. So they may not uh, know your brand yet. So you could use uh, Facebook ads anywhere based on the targeting that they have. You can do video ads. Again, we're doing a podcast. People want to you know, hear about your company, you build that podcast so that they can come hear about it, whatever the topics that you're covering. At the end of the day, I think a lot of marketing is done in this create demand part. Because right. like I said, a lot of companies says, uh, well, I'm the best at XYZ, but 
nobody really know about it. So how do I create that demand? Demand creation is a huge part, especially mm-hmm. in B2B space. So you can do a, account-based marketing. That's another way that you create demand. You reach out to those very specific companies and say, hey, I offer XYZ problem. Oh, I offer the solution to XYZ problem. Is this something that you guys are potentially right. looking at? And a lot of times it's problems that people didn't even realize they had. I think a, a lot of people struggle and a lot of marketers struggle when they are breaking into a new product category mm-hmm. uh, or service category, right? Like you mentioned that it's a, a solution to a problem people didn't even know that they had. Right. Obvious examples are you know things like uh, Netflix or Uber or Airbnb, something along those lines where you know you can't capture demand for somebody looking to you know rent their right. house out on a part-time I, basis. I people aren't people don't go to Google and say, you know, how do I rent my house to strangers? Or is there any strangers in Utah that I can rent a house from? They had to disrupt the market and, and create a lot of awareness. And so that's where you see, like you mentioned, commercials and, and display ads and billboards and those sorts of things. And I think that is something, too, that a lot of marketers look at it as sort of a, an either or, right? You either capture demand or create demand. But how do you feel about companies that are in situations or industries where there is a lot of awareness about their solution? Do you think they should focus on only capturing demand or what strategies can they use to actually create demand as well or create awareness? I mean, I think, like I said, you'd never want to be in a situation where you're not continuing to create demand because the the fact of the matter is there might be new platforms uh, out there that you can try it. And if you think about social, there's so many places that you can play. And like you said, Pinterest, I mean, you don't want to not be there Mm -hmm. if that's something that your audience is looking for. Um, at the end of the day, if you want to make business today, if you want to make money today, you got to capture the demand. That's right. where the transaction happens. Somebody's looking, like you said, for the Nike shoes. They click on it. You want to be there. I mean, today, if you're not on Google Shopping, if you're an e-commerce site and you don't have a paid ads running, right, with your Google Merchant Solution, I wonder how you can get sales because that's where I go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I search for what it is that I'm looking yeah. for, exact model, click on the shopping. Yeah, you can just sh- Exactly. Yeah. And if and I there's millions of other stores that sell the same product, but just because they're not there, it's not even being visible by me. And I'm in the you know literally purchasing mode with my credit card. I just want to find the best place to buy this. So uh, I think you have to do both because, like I said, you're going after a different audience that are not necessarily looking for what you're doing. So that's why you're doing that uh, sort of that creating demand part. Mm-hmm. But capturing is definitely how you're going to get sales. It depends on what the goal is, again, for the campaign. Yeah. And what should the goal be? I mean, what sort of metrics should um, you know business owners or marketers use if the goal of the campaign is creating demand or branding or if it's a, a brand new product, right? A lot of, a lot of times companies will ask us, um, you know, how do I break into the space or how much of my budget should I spend on marketing, right? Um, and when you don't have something as straightforward as, uh, let's say Google AdWords, right? Where you know what the estimated cost per click is, you know what the search volume is. So you can estimate what type of cost per lead or cost per conversion you might get. Um, how should marketers measure themselves and what sort of goals should they create if they're breaking into a new space or they're trying to create awareness? I think it, it, I think it comes down to tracking how many people are coming in sort of direct traffic or branded search just because you built that awareness for your company, right? If you didn't do that, then there's they really are not going to come there. They're going to come through a referral. Uh, you know, somebody clicked on a link on another website, you're going to get there. But the more branded search, you know, that you have in your Google Analytics or your paid ads or whatever, shows that they actually know the brand that they're looking for because they saw it at a 
you know, some kind of a banner ads or billboard or whatever it might be. That's how one way you can tell what, you know, how your, your marketing is actually working. That's one metric. The other metric, obviously, is if you can get that sales. That's the other part. A actual transaction. People purchase X dollars. How many of our opportunities that are in the sales pipeline? That would be the other way to actually measure it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that um, is forgotten a little bit in the digital age because everyone looks at the metrics and you know everyone talks about you know hack right? How do we hack marketing right. or how do we improve our return on ad spend and those sorts of things? But you think about the biggest brands that are out there and they are exactly that they're brands and so That's it's it. it's the awareness that they exist um then they're selling different products and those sorts of things so um in order to increase those conversion rates in order to increase the performance of your other campaigns where you capture the demand i think it's always important to uh have some efforts whatever that may be uh, even if it's you know going to to trade shows or local events in your community just to keep that familiarity with your Correct. brand so that the conversion happens a lot easier both on the marketing and on the on the sales side. Right. It emphasizes the the good old saying of seven to ten times mm-hmm. having seen that brand. Absolutely. Let's talk about nurturing and engaging. Sure. Right. So how can one do that today? Yeah, I mean from a digital standpoint, one of my my favorite things um, you know, to implement for our clients is is remarketing or retargeting. Um I think that throughout that sales process, exact same thing, right? If if you've already have someone that's shown interest in your product or your service, they've been to your website, they've been to your social profiles, whatever that may be, um, if we can stay in front of them across other platforms, so they're on you know social media, they're on you know ESPN, they're on right. weather.com, uh, and we can show them our products or services. If you're in the e-commerce space, it's it's really a no-brainer. If someone's looking at your shirt, your hat, your shoes, your bags, whatever you're selling. Uh, and you continue to stay in front of them, uh, it's going to drastically increase your conversion rates uh, because the reality is, especially in e-commerce, I mean, it's the first time they've heard of your brand. It, it's very likely that 99% of those people are going to leave your website right. uh, after the first visit. So what are we doing with with those 99% of people that are not buying from us, if we're not staying in front of them? Uh, in all Capturing sorts of their email ways, address. Exactly. Uh, it's not going to be, it's not going to work as well, right? Uh, and you gr- bring up a great point about email. I think um, marketing automation has, you know, pretty much been a thing since you know email became a thing. Um, but it's getting more and more and more sophisticated. Uh, and it, you know, we've seen it across multiple platforms with text message. Uh, even in the B two B space, you can assign tasks and those sorts of things uh, to sales reps so they can prioritize based on user behavior. So. I think if you can segment your audience, uh, whether they're customers or prospects, um, and you can segment them based on what they're looking at on your website or what industry they're in, whatever that may be, uh, the further you can segment them, the more personalized those messages and those touch points can be. Uh, and the more data you can collect on the result of that, uh, the better that you can continue to improve those campaigns. So those are some of the the you know favorite things that, that we like to implement here in terms of nurturing those clients. But uh, I guess prospects, but along the same lines, I think it is important to nurture your existing so client great. base, right? So, um, what sort of things uh, have you seen out there? Whether those are you know, companies targeting you or that you've run with with our campaigns here that have been beneficial to actually nurture the customer base, and why should anybody even care about nurturing their customer? Base? Absolutely, and I think that's one part. I whenever I go and and speak and so on, I talk about selling to your telling the customer that you have is just as important as getting somebody else who does know about your brand. 
because loyalty is really, really, really hard to attain. And there are companies that are contacting your customers, telling them about it. They're pitching to them. They're seeing the banner ads that we're talking about because people are trying to create demand and capture demand. So you got to tell them when you have a new feature, when you have a new service, when you have something that's changed, how you're going to improve their life, how are you going to make their life easier? You have to continue to do that, whether it's through email, whether it's through you know, a video spe- specifically created for the customers, how you're going to make their life easier. Maybe you went from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. customer service to 24 hours a day. Maybe you're adding live chat as a means to engage with your customers. Any one of those things is going to help them stay with you longer. And that's really what it comes down to. And I think a lot of folks, they spend a lot of energy attracting customers, getting them, closing them, and then they do nothing about engaging with their existing customer base. And again, you don't want to build a business where that's all you're doing is getting new customers and then you lose them. Right. You're going to have to make sure that they stay loyal with you. And that means that there needs to be a whole campaign built around retaining right. the customer base. Yeah, I think that's that's extremely important. And no matter if you're in B2B, B2C, you're selling a product or a service, I think that you know, people forget about that piece. Like you said, you know, so much emphasis on marketing and sales is on acquiring new customers. ROI, ROI, ROI. But there's so much data for what, even if the only plan was to reach out to every single customer and learn what they like about your product or service or not. Uh, I mean, that's so invaluable in terms of the information that you can get out of that. At the same time, um, you probably most likely have more than one product or service that you're selling, right? So uh, how do we cross-sell? How do we upsell? upsell. Uh, I hear so many times in with our clients in, in B2B space, uh, if you think about like a manufacturing company or something like that, uh, they work with one person within that other company that's in a specific department, right? But that department is a, a piece of a much larger organization and they have, you know, maybe an approved vendors list or something like that. And so many times, you know, they could be sitting in a cubicle next to somebody else that doesn't even know who your vendors are, who you use, uh, or what other capabilities they have, because they have one problem. And they, you know, the guy before them said, hey, here's the vendor that we use for this. uh, And they go to it, but they don't know, they don't go to your website. And, you know, they're going to go out of their way to say, what other capabilities and services does this company have? So if you don't continue to educate your customers, um, or the internal employee leaves that, you know, that company, and then the next right. person takes over. They're going to look for a new vendor. I think that's a huge piece of uh, continuing to, you know, bring on new clients, but keep them engaged, keep them happy, and and you know, cross sell, upsell opportunities, referrals, right? Or just education, yeah, just yeah. educating them as to why the vendor that you work with is still the best vendor, yeah, right, and how they can sort of see other areas that they can help. Yeah, yeah, and you see that a lot with on the B two C side, right, with um, basically PR teams, you know, why, why do we care that, you know, a big, you know, food you know, uh, consumer package, good company or something like that is donating, uh, you know, food to hungry or homeless, or that, you know, your bottled water company is giving away bottled water to hurricanes and those sorts of things. I mean, it's the same idea is that they want to show the value and prove to their loyal customers that, hey, there's a reason that you stand behind us and that you buy our products right. because we're, we're a quality company. Uh, and I think that far too often we see all of these items and we don't kind of see the big picture. And so you have a, you know, a client who is, like we said, in a manufacturing space or something like that where you know, it doesn't apply to me because all of my business comes from word of mouth, from referrals. 
And it's like, well, yeah, that's kind of the whole point, right? Imagine if you could bring on more customers and get more referrals because you're providing a higher level of service and you're going out of your way. If you accidentally got into this place you know, with your business that you've grown from 5 million to 10 million or 10 million to 100 million, and you haven't really implemented a cohesive marketing strategy uh, to nurture and to engage and to attract new customers, um, then you know, imagine if you did implement those, what could happen? So I think it's not it's not so much about you know hey I'm doing marketing and you just think about a you know you're doing a trade show or you're doing a uh, a commercial or we're doing some SEO or we're doing some PPC uh, I think it's all of it you have to look right. at it uh, it's not a it's not a funnel uh, anymore right it's sort right. of a, it's a circle and it needs to continue to to go around again I think every company had to think about capturing the demand creating the demand. And also nurturing the folks that they have. I mean, you could do the nurturing to just people that been to your website, right? That's mm-hmm. a, another way of nurturing. You haven't even captured their email address yet, but you've pixeled them. They've been to certain pages. They've shown interest on a particular product. So you can nurture them through Facebook ads, Instagram ads, whatever it might be. Uh, or when you capture the email address, now you have more idea as to who that person is, what they came looking for, right? Their early stage of their buying process. Mm-hmm. How do you make sure that... And once they've actually became a customer, figure out how you can make sure that you're there for them for the long haul. Right. Absolutely. Um, so let's uh, let's wrap it up here. I think um, you know there's a lot of good topics there. And uh, again, to kind of reiterate our plan with this podcast here, if you're interested in any of these subjects that we're kind of touching on just very briefly today, we're going to break these out and, and go over each of these individual buckets that we're talking about um, and talk about some more specific insights into how do we how do we accomplish this for our clients um, for all different types of industries? So, just like we said, you know, within search or within capturing demand, there's so many ways that you can make that happen. Uh, so we're going to dive into the sort of nitty gritty details of how do you show up organically or how do you optimize your you know search campaigns or product listing ads in the shopping campaigns. All of that is going to be you know done over the next couple of podcasts. So, uh, anything else you wanted to add to our audience here, Solomon? Nope, that's it. We got a lot of great content coming up, and thank you all for listening. 